Hello, how are we? Yes, I'm still talking, talking about reality, okay? <coughs> reality is something that's always going to come up. It's always something that people will talk about. And it'll always have the same issues attached. It can't not be the most fundamental platform which by which we might consider our existence it can't be it can't be something that science is going to deliver okay uh, because science is part of what we understand reality with, not the arbiter of reality. Reality is a philosophical, the philosophers, the, the philosophers' topic, their their challenge, their um, their ultimate goal, you know, like with their language with their words, with their systems, their logic, their, their ingenuity, they attempt to explain reality by being analytical, discriminating, uh, and considering, considering the nature of their existence in enlightened ways, basically, which, which means they're, they're trying to forego that which is is without certainty towards a certainty and they do come up with their idealisms and the idealism leaves them pretty much out at sea without support they they have not they have an idealism that that this uh their their thinking can lead them to but no practical way to integrate that. I mean, unless they apply themselves to, to believing in it and then they become spiritualists, right? Now, what I'm trying to do here, and what I'm doing here is, is giving you idealism that's practical, like integrated idealism, um, and which is spiritual. The uh, spirituality is funded in idealism. Okay, the ideal is this, this impossible idea that you as a soul have a soul. This, this impossible idea that you're more real than the world you witness. Okay, now that's, that's not that's not a bad thing. That's a good idea. That's a lovely a lovely thought, um, but the whole world, and, and not just the world, the, the, the knowledge of the world, the, all the laws governing you, and, and the fundamental metalogic uh, argue against your, your existence with the world, the, with, with external existence, okay? And you are the internal existence. You are, you are merely... The witness and and so you go about your life 
struggling with these great ideas in this quest for reality and as you do so because you need to have some foundation upon which you you make sense of the world you take upon it yourself to accept as real the world and as you pursue it through cause and effect you 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 might let that go somewhat that that worldly conception that this is the conception that most all of us humans have like the animals have this conception this is the the conception that the word reality means the things we might bump into that don't um aren't affected by our imagination let's say okay so like that's a simple way of suggesting it but it's it's like when you use the word real in a common usage context it's it's saying did you have a real experience um, no did you have a real when i dreamt of a tiger was it a real tiger you know if there if there was a furry tiger there that you could feel in touch with your senses then that's what the word real means in most of the context in which we use it and so so we can't grapple with the way people all use language but this is what a philosopher is doing they're, they're 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 grappling with definition and they're trying to evolve these definitions and such as reality and so you go talk to a quantum physicist and dealing with you know the intersection of philosophical thought and physics you you will find they are grappling with this common usage idea of the word reality um, and they're heading towards their the elegance that that is uh, delivered by law and the the ideal the ideal that it offers the ideals that it provides it leads to the the equations which they use don't prove reality but if you pursue those equations you will find that what follows from those equations is is an idealism and and this is what we call this is what when as a philosopher we would call subject object duality um as a as a theologian or a spiritualist this is what we would call the subject but as a physicist we, they are talking of, of um, many worlds and um a d different type of space uh, probability vectors which uh, expand out which and they're trying to consider a field like as as what i'm providing to you the same um you know from their entanglement which is an entanglement in phenomenal uh phenomenal phenomena itself that that is the premise of science this is this is what science needs to exist what what you need to for there to be a science is always going to come as a as a sort of an impediment for the scientist as he as he struggles against the flow of time this cause and effect to make his way 
towards a more abstract understanding that has a greater predictive capacity than his senses. Okay, because you look at the world and the world is flat. All right, but the world isn't flat. And so with the sensibility at first before we the senses could grasp the the shape of the earth there was a you know like a famous experiment where they predicted the actual diameter of the earth to be 40,000 kilometers by measuring shadows and um you know various they they, they made an experiment a physical experiment that they they could take measurements of shadows of by which such and such changed and then they could take a, a, a make a prediction and they made that prediction and they were correct took very close prediction this was that thousand years ago nearly i think so so the senses don't uh really relate to us reality because the, the world you look upon is flat um and yet the world isn't flat and so we we extend those senses with this sensibility and and even though that's a very simple analogy um what physics is all about is doing exactly that exactly the same um process of of integrating the sensibility with the senses okay um the philosopher is more uh, in the domain of the sensibility, okay? And so it is that we are endeavouring to understand the world, okay? So I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain to you the fundamentals, that, that the most fundamental aspects of, of reality, because the fundamentals are always going to be the prior the prior set by which you're being confounded your your constructions are are really um sitting upon these foundations of these fundamentals the fundamental foundations of reality uh and taking making an investigation one way or another um and as you make that investigation, you 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 look for evidence. And as when you look for evidence, you've got to justify that evidence. And how are you going to justify that evidence? You're going to justify that evidence the same way that you justify the foundations of your own existence. Okay. Now they are the the foundations. Are, the evidence for the foundations is justified via a means and the means is i'm calling it the senses for the empirical the science okay the the sensibility for the philosophy the mind the sentience okay for the soul the the knower um and we call so this is um like this is solid vedic philosophy if you if you want to you know put a name to what i'm saying here but i'm i'm what i'm just actually doing is is cross 
crossing so many categories, contextualizing and, and unifying into great categories, contexts, okay? And I'm going back to the same context. So we're, we're looking at a knower, a knowledge, a known. And really, it's only a matter of understanding the word knowledge to understand what, uh, where that fits, that word knowledge must fit in a set of foundations and categories and and it's really the philosopher's domain not the scientist's domain and this is this is true okay this is this that's a true statement because and i can prove that because we have this um problem of induction and we have the falsifiability the necessary falsifiability of a scientific fact by which for which scientific theories are called theories um, and the epistemological merit in that statement is that that the the dark can't be known you know that it's unknowable there's an unknowable darkness and that um, is an ignorance we'll call that as we in, in our not context but which we're causing we're calling knowledge so with it's ignorance we call black, okay? Now, the scientist coming from this white, which is his sentience, and exploring this world, which is grey, is, is looking to extend the white, his, his knowledge, right, that, um, into this ignorance to understand... I mean, what's over the horizon, let's say, you know, like uh, as he as he looks at a flat world, okay, because at, at, at some point in time, his senses were the, um, were, were the limiting factor of his understanding of the world. He looked at the world, he couldn't tell if it was round, he couldn't tell if it was flat, okay, he thought it was flat because it looked flat, but it turned out to be round, okay, so... Beyond the horizon, then we have a blackness. This is a problem of science still has, all right? It's just that they've extended well beyond that horizon. And, um, and they're running into other problems, which, which are more the absurdities of, of the, the rational, not, the, not the, in, the problems of induction with the physical, but they, are still, they still pertain to them. That's why they build Hadron Colliders. That's why they build all these bigger and bigger and bigger machines trying to do experimental physics such as that they can look and make their senses superhuman to and measure most infinitely almost like um, you know, getting any sort of data back from what was before a line a, a problem of induction where the black is is the unthinkable like you can never know of the black you can never know what you don't know and because you can never know of what you don't know we have this uh this is the reason why science is always going to have this word theory attached to it because that's the nature of that endeavor that's the the means of justification that that that's the a totally appropriate position of science in an epistemological dance which is that the dance of reality the 
the interplay of the foundation by which we understand our reality is is bound in a rational adversity um, where one thing cannot be another um, for our mind uh, like not just our mind because our mind isn't our mind is is simply the system by which the words are in place that we, we which we like we didn't invent the sun the word sun wasn't invented because of the sun like the the up and the down all right there's this there's always going to be an upward and a downward it might be different in every language but that the up is always going to not be the down and that light will always not be the dark so this this is the this is the the nature of our mind and the language that we we inherit from our others to understand the world which is what we get at uh, in our youth we, it, it's a it's a it's not our body right it's it's not physical because it's it's come via this education it's come via these humans who've um got these huge abstract codes like software um that they have developed over centuries and stored and kept and then we essentially download it and we call that education okay and we we we, we require a preceptor a teacher uh, each lifetime and we try to fill each child up with as much um, advantage as we can which is to give them knowledge so that they can make predictions and those predictions will like allow them to flourish and prevent them from suffering and so so what we're doing here even so uh, though like it's, it seems a little abstract is is we are still engaged in this this knowledge quest um, and the world has its issues with this problem with the, with the knowledge that they they try to understand and and what happens is they they have their specific problems and no specific problem can resolve itself um, so without more a general foundation by which to understand which, to which to make certain of it so you can't look to the differences you can't just go into uh, the the multiplicity for your certainty you are you're bound to try and solve your your uh, your problems by coming in a reductive way back to a more unified narrative okay and this this narrative is the philosophical narrative this this would be the fundamental scientific uh, narrative like so your e equals mc squared that's very fundamental all right and that's that's why they're they're excited that's why people are excited or your laws of thermodynamics they're they're very fundamental this is this is what the narrative is doing to answer your questions on a more fundamental level you need that like you're when as you go searching for knowledge you you go why is this why does this ball bounce off this roof or why does this ball 
fly through the air in this direction and then fall down. All right. So you, then you, you have all these questions, but to answer them, you need the fundamental forces at play, the fundamental placeholders in a narrative, and you need to have some sort of sense that you're making out of those those placeholders. And so F equals MA or or the, the various laws, thermodynamics or general relativity, special relativity, they are they are really just what science is excited about because they they're um approaching this unified narrative space by which this theory of everything idea arises by which this although they don't know it like they don't know what what the philosophers got up his sleeve they only know their theory of everything okay but that their theory of everything then even that runs into the same philosophical narrative that you can't like you can't have a theory of everything with just these categories because you haven't. Um, if your categories are purely fundamentally phenomenal, then you still haven't got your categories. You you still haven't included all the categories of of a field into your um your fundamental theory of everything, okay, because you're, oh, because first of all, you, you've still got a theory, okay, but um, what will end up happening, which isn't me saying, it, just to be fair to the scientists, what will end up happening is not, what will happen is the subject arises, the, the philosophical narrative arises, okay, always, as a prior means of determining these great ideas and their relationships but for a scientist purely that they'll just ignore space uh, because space is space is the pure idealism of this phenomenal narrative okay so the the, the actual foundations upon which science explores a theory of everything okay are with uh, modality, okay, born of, sort of born of experience, okay, like, yeah, we feel things moving, yeah, we feel things are solid, yeah, we feel there's, there's some, there's a somewhere, all right, this is space, all right, that's not that there's an experience of space, uh, there's not there's not a sensual experience of space. The, the, the sense space is a, is aloof from the senses. There's nothing to taste. There's nothing to smell. There's nothing to see. Okay, what we the senses are experiencing are the forms in space, and so whatever the theory of everything will be which i know what it will be is that um you know just like space is just going to be too hard for us like that space is too hard for everyone space is space is just necessary okay and 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 a foundation in itself it, it requires its it requires its position it, it's strong 
You see, it's it's not your falsifiable induction here. We've got to deal with space. Like we we're not saying there could or couldn't. There, space is known. Space is not known. Space is true. It's just true in a pure ideal sense, um, such that if we pursue it, you know, like how much we really know about it, okay, we are bound to have a problem of it, which is a white problem, not a black problem. So we've got this, you see, I've got this, this fundamental uh, like territory here between this white and this black, which I'm calling knowledge. And the, the white is just the, the truth of it. Okay, the, the truth of space, the absolute necessity of it, the irrefutability, the, the unapproachability, the, the permanence of it, the timelessness of it, the eternity, the non-corruptibility, the unchanging formlessness of what is a space, and the freedom by which we we are purely granted in relation to it are just too white. They're too pure an idea for us to think of because like we, we, we are thinking of relative degrees of dark and white because this is what thinking is. See, thinking is a two, all right? And space is the, the zero, by which we are understanding the one and the zero, okay? And and so we are, yeah, sure, we are in a field of a something, nothing, by which we understand these degrees of relativity, these degrees of somethingness, these degrees of nothingness, which, you know, disassemble themselves into um, purer a priori ideas, purer, types of ontologies, okay, purer states of existence that that we, like, so we look at, we go, why, why is the world just words? Why is the world just in my mind? Well, the world is just in your mind because of the a priori nature of this experience, that, that this experience is, is a coming of from a white to a dark, and it's, it's, it's not that you are, you are never going to know the dark without the white, and that you don't know the dark now. What you know is the the relativity. Okay, so in, in your experience, in, in your manifest experience with this uh, in this body, which is a we're seemingly temporal experience, you're going, you're moving in a progression, in a in a direction. You're you're experiencing the disassembling of the concept that you think you are in time watching it move through modality itself um, which is what it is doing um, in the same way as in the same way as your ideas are trying to move through modality your body is moving through modality the thing is your body is just moving through modality in that direction of, with the, with the flow of time whereas your mind is moving through the modality 
resisting that force okay this is this is what seekers of knowledge are doing they're resisting the flow of time all right the, the flow of priority because they're seeking the prior condition in their search for this fundamental understanding by which that they can make sense of all the thing all the questions that are unanswerable which is every question okay every question is unanswerable but without the final answer of because that is what it is that is why the world is but full of questions and you know even science and all that it's done has to qualify every statement that it makes because they don't know of the next you know what will be the final solution to their uh you know they don't have a final solution or whatever and and so the the philosopher's qualifying his statements because he's bounded to an antithesis, thesis, uh, <coughs> rational contradiction. And I'm here trying to make sense of all that. And maybe I'm doing a head in, but I'm going to do it in any way because, I mean, it's not like, it's not my fault. I didn't, I didn't make it like that. I, I'm just trying to make it easy for you to understand what you're grappling with as you go about saying, oh, I'm a seeker of knowledge. I mean, if you are a seeker of knowledge, then you 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 are you're in a quest and you're struggling with this big question, wanting this answer. Okay, and and so many men have tried these things. So many men have failed. Everyone fails. Okay, so what it is 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 something we have to have this capacity to to wrestle and wrestle and to Oh, it's 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 a, a type of mind and and I'm giving you that uh, because like I'm one of the others and this is knowledge so you know it's it's just part of your education really uh, it's just that maybe you don't believe that or whatever it is but I'm saying that well like this is the sort of mind that you need to do these this reality. To, to grapple with reality. I mean, you need to be like myself in some regard. I mean, you, and, and you're all not. You think you might be, you'd like to be, but like not. So you can learn how to be like that from me and thereby you will at least have that capacity, you know, like at least you know. If someone's there teaching you, if someone can do something you've got a very much greater chance of doing it if no one can do something then who's going to teach you how to do it if if no one can like make an arrow how are you going to learn to make an arrow you're going to have to do it yourself and and that's what you're trying to do because there is no one but now i'm saying to you look there's me there's at least me uh, who's who's a sort of a fair honest philosopher you know trying to make sense and, and has to a great deal. The world doesn't make sense of me, but I make sense of the world. Okay? If the world tried to make sense of me, like, not just what I'm saying, not me, because I'm like a little wormhole you'll fall into if you try to make sense of me personally. But you don't have to. You just have to make sense of the things I'm saying. Okay? It's weird that I can come and do these things, okay? That's why it's hard to make sense of me because of so much religion, so much philosophy, so much science, 
and it's so little of me, but even from so little of me, such a big, um, like such a big wrestle going on, such a big grapple, such as that, that even all their combined forces of philosophy, theology and science aren't able to grapple with that with these ideas, this unified, this, these foundations of knowledge as I am, because they are owned by so many forces, which are the obstacles, okay, the obstacles by which I'm trying to overcome, and that they don't even know of these obstacles, they don't understand the nature of the, the, the field, which is, which is suppressing them, that I'm, trying to liberate ourselves from okay because it's the obstacles that are like fundamental in your mind as as you as you conceive of the world you, you don't even know that you've got them but you all are bound in these obstacles you might try to free yourself of one with another and and you you're just going to fail in a different way okay so so sure, your scientists are all struggling with obstacles. Or, or this, this machinery, this, this world, this universe, these telescopes, this, the, these minds of these physicists, these, this science itself, this um, problem of induction is the obstacle. This, this, this ignorance is the problem. This physical conception is the problem. And so, yeah, you're trying to liberate yourself from that obstacle. But where, what, how, what do you go to? Where do you go? You see, so you go, you might go to your spiritualist platform, all right? And you take the words of the scriptures, the words of the sadhus, and you pursue those. Okay, but see, your ontology is still fundamentally grappling with obstacles, okay? Because there's an obstacle in white, there's an obstacle in black, and there's an obstacle in red. This is the the philosopher's obstacle, the theologian's obstacle, and the scientist's obstacle, or the which are, which are the fundamental foundations of nature. But but see, this whole field is a field held in by these obstacles. Okay, so that's why we have a field. That's because we're trying to understand a territory, and a territory must exist between what? You see, it's like a body exists in a three-dimensional space between the points in a form, which are its opposites, and they are bound by this line of identity that we've sought to draw around the, the form, okay, which is synthetic in relation to whatever it is part of. Okay, so but once we, we attain to the singular, and there is no parts. How we draw a line around? Because what we're trying to do is grant form to the whole, uh, and in doing so, we have to. It has to collapse within itself, and it, it's a, it's a it's a very geometrical um, construction. The ideas are actually geometries, if you think about them. They're, they're collapsing geometries. One is collapsing another. And what I'm saying to you is the actual physical things that we're finding in the world are actually just the ideas. 
So this black hole thing is that this this space um, being consumed by matter, like this space time. All this is all just like geometry of these great ideas as they encounter obstacles, and those obstacles are actually. Like they're the, they're the fundamental things that you you need to draw your coordinates with. So I mean, if if I'm crazy, well, I mean that's it's bad news, but I'm not. I'm just there's someone who who sure I thought I'd be easy to understand. I I thought it'd be really easy to explain this. Like twenty five, thirty hours later or whatever, I am still wondering if I've explained anything. Uh, because I mean, what I'm saying to you is that I'm giving you a territory of, and it's a field of knowledge. Okay, that that uh, like the scriptural knowledge is just they're explaining the same things. Uh, say Adam and Eve, uh, Adam ate from the apple, bit from the apple, and from the tree of knowledge, which he was um, not supposed to because satan tempted him and eve said yeah let's go for it so whatever is okay that's a that's a what we call a myth it's a, it's a story but it, i mean how old is it and and how did it know because knowledge is exactly what this tree is and the the the, the analogy of a tree is is very apt very appropriate because it, i mean and our mind, which understands such such knowledge, is bound to um, to explore this tree form, because this tree form is is one of branches extending and um, with roots and in the ground and branches that reach up and branches that reach out with fruit on the tree. You know, like the the fruit of knowledge. We, we take as human beings, we've, we're still on this apple-eating quest, right? We've been eating this apple for a long time, right? And the apple gives us this advantage over nature, okay? We take another bite. Every time we, we, we get weary and nature catches up, we, 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 we bite the apple. We eat more. I'll give us some more apple, right? But at some point, we run out of, like, where's the apples? Okay, we're going to... Uh, we can't. We're going to diminishing returns. Our our climbing of a branch is easy, while the branch is like in the tree, and we we are we're going out and we we, we eat that fruit, and, and we've got no real big problems. But as as the fruit gets further and further away. We're finding this diminishing returns with increasing effort to get to these these fruits, which are our advantage, because we're playing this game with scarcity and predation with nature. Um, that is a game where nature makes us relatively successful, and we've extended that su- <gasps> that success. We've we've become uh, controllers of nature. We think, okay, we and with that control we've become so many billions of humans and we are the we are the people who go to the moon and we subjugate these uh, lesser beings these animals all right we subjugate these humans too we and 
but we are with knowledge. The the know the knowledgeable the people in the know with the advantage are their master and a slave. Okay, and if it's a, a domestic animal, okay, that's that's fair. But it, it really there's no line in the sand. It's just you know like our ethics biting back, saying no, no, all humans are equal. Uh, and before that kicked in, we just had slavery. All right, and see because the, the ethics aren't aren't coming from this um, pure advantage idea. They they're the um, the ethics are the are the are the real sustainable. Uh, they're the sustainable knowledge that we need uh, attain to. Okay, because like ultimately nature is 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 not going to let us get away with any of these these sinful behaviours. So when we understand that and we embrace the ethos of nature, then we well then we're allowed. You know that's the law of nature. The law of nature says well oh okay if you do no harm, if you cause no harm, if none of the things that you need to do that you want to do require suffering then i have no no need to contain you i have no need to bind you again and again i have no need to destroy you all right but we are being destroyed okay because we don't get that and we're not agreeing to uh, nature's quite explicit um conditions which are gods as well, okay, that um, require us to um, to renounce um, these, you know, greed, lust, anger, violence, okay, these lower animalistic qualities which we have emergent in um from dirt you know as we came from dust out of into quality of humanity you know civilization ethics beauty uh love the, the all the things we attain to other things what you know like animals you know like you're not gonna have this you have love with animals yes everything's got a bit of love in it yes but you you know there's no ethics in the animal kingdom so much. Yes, there is though, but you know, in a, in a lesser, in a different sort of way. Like the lions don't want to eat their own babies, and if they do, the lions think you're a bad lion. Okay. Now there's a good lion and a bad lion. The, the bad lion is ruthless, and the good lion is nice. Even in lions, even though the lions are all bloodthirsty, there's still a, a code of conduct of civilization for those lions. But it's just very subtle. It's very it's very non-regimented. It's it's not like the lions are going to court, but the lions will go to court, and that nasty lion will be hated by the other lions. The females will hate the fact that he he's killed their cubs, and maybe they'll gang up on him, and maybe they'll kill him. And this is what humans did, uh, you know, thousands of years ago, and we just constantly, constantly work in the civilization idea which is where we cooperate instead of we you know we're selfish
All right, so. So I'm trying to explain just a, like a beautiful system so that you can understand things and uh, and then we'll, once we start applying that system and, and going, oh, look, it actually applies to everything. Everything is just, everything is made this way. This is, this is, these are the, these are the fundamental building blocks of, of all this and, and, and all these seekers of laws and seekers of uh, rules are, are only, you know, attaining to the, the final unified knowledge. So someone can say, oh, here's knowledge. Someone who's got the audacity to say, oh, here's knowledge. Here's a simple solution. Here's a simple matrix. Here's a simple key. Or a capstone for your quest, and can't be refuted. Okay, can't be ashamed of what he's do- he said. Can't be humiliated by the intellectuals who swim like sharks, ready to take a piece of him. Okay, because of his his bold claim, which is what is me saying his knowledge, right? So they're swimming, looking for a, a a bit of flesh, like piranhas or sharks or whatever. They're not all like that, but they're obviously trying to make the truth uh, justified. So that of course they're trying to refute it. Of course they're trying to make him wrong. Now they do that with a ver- in a variety of ways. Like they, they, uh, a lot of them are are just not going to be fair at all. They're just going to appeal to various fallacies that they use as their uh, in their dishonesty okay because there's only like not everyone's honest like even intellectually like it's it's a huge dishonesty a lot of these arguments okay so you know like but if you make a big enough splash if you make a big enough claim you and yet, and you've got something behind you to uh, back it up. You know, you're not you're not somebody who can get pushed aside, or you're not someone who can get like embarrassed. You're not someone who needs to be ashamed of what he's giving you. You know, like like the intellectuals think that you come and you say these great things, and then they tell you how not great they are, and you go, oh yeah, okay, oh. and they sort of pat you on the back and send you on your way, but no, 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 no. You, you are what you are, and they don't know it. What's going on? It's they're in the dark. Okay. So you, you make you just make it uh, difficult for anyone to to re- wrestle you. You can't. They they can't find a means by which to um, subdue this force of truth that is uh, being unleashed and as it gets out it it has its own exponential um potency it's super potent right strong this is what a strong idea is okay um it's a literal thing see like you've got strong um strong argument and then you have weak argument and, and all weak arguments 
you know, there's so many weak arguments. But but if you know what you're doing, you can use, well, you, you develop a strong argument, and that's what I'm doing. Okay, this is this is what you call a strong argument. Okay, it only does it. Um, only are you not going to? Uh, you know, you, you might be sitting there thinking, oh yeah. But um, that's just because I'm giving you the opportunity. That's because I'm 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 sounding very non-serious, like non-serious person or whatever. But the thing is that that a strong idea is something that you're not going to grapple with. It's going to grapple with you, and and so it is. And and so whoever um, seeks to wrestle finds that the truth is the truth is strong, of course, and so. It has its way, it 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 wins, and and that is what um, no matter how many billions of people there are, or how how big your universities are, or how elaborate your social hierarchies are, and your prestige game, you ain't going to do anything about this. You ain't going to do anything about me, even, um, except whatever fallacy. You know, throw it, pile it on, and that's what will happen, because. If you can't fix something honestly, then do it dishonestly. This is the way of the world, okay? Because there's certain reasons why. Oh, I don't know. There'll be, there'll be, you know. Bless me or curse me. It, it'll, it'll pol polarize uh, people's fundamental nature will be displayed as as such such ideas come to light um, whether or not they hate or love them you know and those lovers are the are my um, you know my the ones I'm doing this for um, I'm doing it for them because I know they're out there I know that that, that they'll be amongst you these um, these like children these people who are always going to have this mind which there's a spark of light that that uh, seems so obvious to them that the world, but the world doesn't see that. Uh, the, not everyone has the same light inside them that that that, um, that leads them always to religion, leads them always to idealism, leads them always to the Lord. Okay, maybe not in this life so much because of this, you know, some people have been throwing blankets over us for a while, but you're still sparking up underneath the blanket, trying to find your way out. I mean, other lifetimes you're religious or other times you're this or whatever, but you are the, you are the, the freedom seeker. You are the, you know, you, you're the fortunate. Um, and, and I'm here trying to feed your fire, feed your light. And they'd say to you, look, you know, I'm so full of prophecy, I'm so full of religion here anyway. Uh, this is this is the truth, and and I'm just trying to share it so as that the world and its mundane expectations can slowly integrate it, you know. And I, I'm not qualified to explain in the purest, most transcendental, most personal ways, but I surely don't wish to set myself up to be the highest of the high i'm i'm here as a philosopher um and i know of these um these great souls um because 
if I didn't know of them, right, if I didn't have somewhere to point, a light place to point you to, then what, you would be left with me only, you know, I would be, I would be playing the role of something I'm not, I'm just here like a a cartographer um, who has some understanding of this, these religions, of all these religious paths, some um, understanding of why and what game the Lord plays. What What's this offence game? What's this desire game that he's playing where you go looking this way, looking that way, lead you a little bit out, you, you go out wayfaring away from, the, from what? Away from the love. Just little little ways in which our desires are leading us away from this central theme, which happens all through this religion, you see, because all these religions are just slightly underwritten by by um, by these foundations, these um, these desires in which we have this inward outward going coming this pursuit in directions okay and and so it, it is a great vortex um, your life and your um, this existence and this samsara, you know, on this even this this greatest and grandest scale. I'm saying, okay, by which by which no scale is grander or greater, by which no universe is bigger, no no concept is extending beyond, right? And so by understanding that, well, I mean, you're going to find the treasure because you've got a map. You've, you're understanding the nature of this field. Which way to move? Left, right, up, down, whatever. Like Because it is in a vortex with time um, directing the flow. Okay, you know that. Okay, progression being the means by which you're going to predict what's next. Okay, the obstacles preventing you from exiting the vo- the uh, the vortex, all right. Uh, something you can understand in this way, like you are, you are knowing this, and and so all your great activities are along this line, this arrow of time. You you have this uh, movement around, this movement forward in time. Okay, and then, but what is this this little? sideways movement because if you imagine a vortex imagine a a great spiral what is progress in that in that game what is really progress because yeah sure you progress through modality through the categories through progression itself um through the necessary you know pro um the necessary movement of one to another, that, that, that one must precede another and then one must follow from another and follow and etc. But, but around what and where to the centre? Like what, and what, what is satisfaction in this regard? Because, I mean, all this movement is bound by dissatisfaction. And so what I'm saying is like this little... I'm, I'm even saying, look, go... Each, 
each thing we've got a line around, like we've got a line around the earth, we've got a line around our body, we've got a line around the universe, whatever. Any one of those, I'm saying, like, here's a physical, actual map that you can lay over these objects. Okay, and even this mind, this idea mind, right? Each in its own separate way, with its own words, right? All will be the same, and I'm using the same simple, uh, like the same classical geometry to explain all that. And I'm saying, go to this place, go to this middle of all these, and and so too in this earth. All right. So do you go to this place on the earth? You'll find these things. You'll find something there. All right. And but you would think I'm just being religious, but I am. But but the. The thing is that that's what religion is saying too. That's that's where religion's coming from as well. All right, so so let's take that to your body. We go to what the heart, isn't it? And and so what is the heart? I mean, it's this love that we have, this feeling of love. All right, and we have this mind, this soul, this idea of the top of our head idea. We have this bottom of our our trunk idea. We have this middle idea okay and and this is a whole so there's this there is a a relation between all these ideas on, on us and we are you know we we, know, we understand the primal nature of this these bodily reproductive excretion uh modality of our bottom and we are, and we attain to this um idealistic I self like there's a me inside my head idea right and there that is the game that God plays of love all right and 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 so uh, and so we move around uh, like you know the eternal and the physical, whatever you want to call it, all right. We, but, but all to, to the for the reason for this game. And and we can't fake the game. We can't fake. We can't fake the real. Um, like everything we do is duplicitous, and so it, we we're not being this truly loving. We're going to this I. This duplicity is is also pulling us, um, is keeping us at a distance from this this pure emotion, this pure sentiment. This, you know, like the real love, like you know, without I, you know, I I did it. This is um, this is a lot. This is like a thing we can't fake. Right, so how do we get to sincerity? How do we get to the real? You know, like I'm saying we can't even do it. So we we get a map and we move. We we might try to move ourselves internally to this position, or we get this other map and we go. Oh, look, this supposed to be the world has generated this vortex, and there it is. There's a place. And we go there, we meet this person, this type of person. And somehow, like, they, they transmit, they, 
grant us this um, knowledge. They grant us this ex- pure experience. Anyway, I'm running out of time again. Hare Krishna.